Okay. Awesome, I see everyone in the group. Okay, by a quick show of hands, how many of you are New Year's goal setters? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you are a New Year's goal setter, okay? Uh, all right, all right. Raise your hand if that's not something that you're into. Not really something you're into, okay, okay. Awesome. Okay. And raise your hand if you just don't like to raise your hand. I gotcha. All right. There we go. There you go. So I, thank you for participating. Um, well, that was interesting. There was probably about 30% of the room that said that they were into New Year's goals and about, uh, I don't know, maybe 60% that said they didn't. And then about 10% that were like, uh, I didn't raise my hand. I'm not sure. Maybe you're indifferent. Um, that's about, that's pretty consistent actually with a, at the, with a recent survey that Forbes Health did about 40% of people set New Year's goals and 60% don't. Uh, my wife and I, we wouldn't say that we're New Year's resolution people, but we actually love this time of year to get a time to check in on how are we doing and being intentional with our lives. And so we actually do set goals that are more habit goals, but our rhythms. And so just thinking about our church this year though, uh, sometimes what I know from personal experience is that when we set goals, oftentimes it's out of a desire that we wanna better ourselves. We wanna maybe spend more intentional time doing things that really matter. Maybe you wanna become a kinder person. Maybe this is the year that you want to get your finances more organized. Maybe it's the time where, okay, I am going to stop eating the ice cream at 8 p.m. and I'm going to actually change my diet plan. So that's not the year for me. I'm going to continue on in my, uh, I think that's a good habit. But whatever it is for you, there's, there's unlimited options for how can we you know, become the best version of ourselves? How can we grow as individuals? And so therefore, the desire to start the new year with goals. But like I just mentioned, it can be overwhelming. What goals do we choose? What are good goals? And then studies also show, it's pretty disappointing that only 6% of goals actually stick with people and the rest actually end up fading over time. That's pretty discouraging. But at the same time, you will not reach any goal you never set. So you gotta shoot your shot, right? So here's, here's what I'm saying though for us as a church. Here's what I'm saying. As we start out the year, sometimes when we think about, okay, new year, new opportunities, it can feel like you are bombarded with all these different voices and options that it's almost like you're in the middle of Times Square and there's different advertisements coming your way. And you're just, you're not sure where, how, what is true north? Where do I head? What is the trajectory? And even have a picture, I think, of the, of the advertisements up on the screen, if you can find that. There you go. It just feels like that can be your life, where there are different advertisements of saying, this is the thing that's going to give you life. This is the thing that you need. This, this set of clothes is going to give you this status. And it's just overwhelming, just over and over again. Now, if you look at that, as a kid, that seems exciting to me. I would love to be in the mix of that. As I get older, I realize more and more the things that they're promising are not true. <laughs> they're less and less true, but it's still like, where is true north for us? 
So at the beginning of the year, we're going to spend the next month hearing the most important voice that we need to hear, and that's Jesus saying to us, come to me, come to me. So when Jesus says, come to me, he is saying above all the other voices, all the other goals, all the other distractions, this is the most important thing for us to do. Come to me. Now, Jesus said, come to me in a couple different places. Jesus said in John 7, 37, on the last day of this big feast where everyone was full, he said, come to me, all you who are thirsty. Come to me who are thirsty and drink, and I will give you living waters, rivers of living waters that will flow in you. That's what Jesus said if you come to him. And then he goes on in John 6, 35, and Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Anyone who comes to me will never be hungry. Anyone who believes in me will never be thirsty. So that's what Jesus said. Now, if I said that, if Pastor Joe said, come to me, I am the bread of life, you will never hunger again and never thirst again, and I will put rivers of living water inside your soul, what would you think about Pastor Joe? Yeah, crazy? Pastor Joe's lost it, okay? We, someone needs to do a wellness check on Pastor Joe. That is, uh, that is a claim that no human being should be able to make, right? So. Jesus is saying this, and the people are having the same reaction that are hearing this. They're saying, okay, Jesus is saying, come to him for eternal life. Come to him for bread of life. Come to him for this living water. And so they are thinking either this man is a blasphemer, he's a liar, or he's lost it, or maybe he's Lord. Maybe he is Messiah. And what I'm saying to us this morning is that when Jesus says these things, it is true. Jesus is not a liar. He has not lost it. He is Lord, and he's calling us to come to him, not just one time, but every day, continually throughout the day. And that is the habit that I want to put forward to each of us as the most important habit to build. And if you don't build this habit, I will be as bold to say there will be no lasting, meaningful change to happen in your life. If you do not build the habit of coming to Jesus, not just one time, but regularly and continually coming to Jesus, because this is what he says. He says, come to me. And so I want to illustrate that by doing, uh, this is the scripture that we're going to focus on during the fast in Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Okay, so I'm going to need some help to illustrate this. So Jackson Sutherland, can you come on up, buddy? Can we give Jackson a hand? Where are you at, buddy? Here he comes. Let's go. And as Jackson's coming up, I want to put up a picture of two oxen that are uh, yoked together. If you don't know what a yoke is, you're right here, buddy. You stay right here. If you don't know what a yoke is, a yoke is a wooden crossbar 
that's put on two animals, normally oxen, and it helps you to plow together. So what Jesus is saying is that come to me, all who have weary, all who are heavy laden or are weary, and the yoke that you're carrying is too heavy. Come to me. And so, Jackson, I don't have a yoke, but I do have a backpack. So, what's that? No, not like, he said, not like a, like an egg yolk. No, not an egg yolk, a Y-O-K-E yolk. So it's a different type of yolk. You see the picture up there with the oxen? A yolk is the wooden piece that connects them. So it helps you to actually do work. So you do work, you carry your work around in a backpack. How's that feel right now? Is that pretty light? Is that pretty good? Okay, so right now, Jackson in here has a brick that's a load. We all have our own load to carry. Maybe yours is school or work. That's a type of load or weight that we can carry that's not necessarily bad, but it can still wear on us over time. Maybe you're a parent in here and you feel like the Christmas break is a load that you're having to bear right now or figuring out what to do with your kids. That can be a burden. What's another type of burden? There's a list up here of work and school. Maybe there's things in your life, kids, that are just sad. Maybe there's things that make you sad. Maybe there's uh, something in your family or maybe there's a sickness that weighs you down. Okay, so there's another brick, Jackson. How you feel? You good? He's a strong young man. He's, he's, he's good to go. Okay, there's other types of weights or yokes that are of this world that can weigh us down. Like comparison, man, I wish I was as good at soccer as so-and-so, or I'm just not as good at dancing, or maybe I don't think I'm as fill-in-the-blank as this person, and that is a yoke that will never be satisfied. So that's comparison. You doing all right? Okay, getting a little heavy? Okay, all right. Let's go, okay. Okay, so then... Maybe there's some other bricks. You have fears that you have. Maybe worries about the future. Okay? You doing all right? Oh, it's getting heavy, though. That'd be pretty hard to carry around, right? You think so? <laughs> I had a feeling that Jackson would do this. So I borrowed from my friend, Matt Fisher, who's slowly building a CrossFit gym in his garage a 70-pound sandbag. Because what Jesus is talking about in this scripture is he's actually rebuking the religious leaders, saying that you're supposed to be helping the people with the burdens that they have to fulfill the law, but instead you're adding on and you're not lifting a finger to help them. And so a yoke that's actually supposed to be two people pulling together, they're just piling on and it's basically you being alone left to lift that up. Now, Jackson, don't hurt yourself, but just see if you can lift that up. Let's go. All right, buddy, you can put it down. We get Jackson a, oh, Jackson a hand. Stay up here for a second. He's a strong young man. And we have some strong people here. We have some people that can carry some weight. But when Jesus says, he says, come to me, everyone, but he doesn't, he has a qualifier. You have to be weary and heavy laden or tired to come to him. It requires humility 
to say, you know what, I can carry this, but after a while, I can't do this anymore. I can't carry my sin around. I can't carry my fears, my worries, all of these responsibilities I have. I cannot do it. And Jesus says, he doesn't say, go do these things. He doesn't say, follow these rules. He says, come to me and I'm going to give you an exchange. And so we're going to do an exchange, Jackson. Ready? You put that down. You can take off, take off this yoke, this backpack. And I want you to pick up one side of this. Now, no, just uh, the other handle right there. There you go, buddy. Now, is that lighter than what you just had? Yes, he said yes. So what happens is Jesus actually comes and he helps us carry the weights that we have. But then over time, those bricks that I put in, those burdens, those fears, he actually, over time, it says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. There's some bricks that will be transformed in an instant. There's some that will carry with us and take time for us to actually learn that Jesus and his truth are changing us from the inside out. And so what is inside of this bag? What's inside this yoke? You think it's feathers? Inside this bag, Jesus's yoke is one that actually, it actually lifts us up. It's a non-yoke. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. So on here, like some of the bricks, there's like for sin, that you're carrying, there's forgiven. If you say, man, I just feel so alone, I'm with you. You're dearly loved. You're a son or daughter. So as we have these things, thank you, Jackson. You did an awesome job. Give me a Jackson a hand. Good job. Man, so as, so as we come to Jesus, there are, there's actually an exchange of weights that he can only lift. Amen. So here's what we're going to do. In your group discussion, have one person read out loud Matthew 11, 28 through 30. And then you just have two questions to discuss. Number one, what does this passage teach us about Jesus? And then number two, what is one burden you want to give to Jesus today and to share it in your group and then to end by just praying that we would all come to Jesus and exchange our burdens this year and then I'll come up and I'll close us, okay? So we'll give about seven to 10 minutes for you to discuss in your group. One person read it out loud and then the, answer the questions on the screen and then have either break up into groups to pray or have one person pray at the end, okay? Ready, set, Go. Okay, if you're still having discussion, want to begin to wrap those up. If you're finished, we'd love for you to turn your attention up here. Hey, I just want to say thank you guys for doing that. I know that this is not a common thing to do on Sunday morning. We're coming in and you're listening to someone and then you might leave. But I actually love that we are able to meet one another and actually get to talk about the scripture amongst ourselves, and then even have a chance to be vulnerable. And so just thank you guys for anyone who shared a burden, or I know that that's not a question that you might share with someone you don't know, but this is the church. This is the family of God, and it's good for us to practice that. Amen? Amen.
Well, hey, we're going to close our service with a song of worship. But before we do, I just wanted to look forward at the 21 days of prayer and fasting. How are we going to come to Jesus together as a church? Practically, it's going to start January 15th. We're going to do three things. We're going to come to Jesus by praying. And the goal is that we would come to Jesus every day, in the morning and in the evening and throughout the day, of coming to him with our, with our lives, with all of our lives to pray and that we would say, Jesus, I come to you today and give you my burden of fill in the blank. I take on your light and easy yoke and I commit to walk with you today. That's our daily prayer. The second way we're gonna do that is we're gonna do it as a community. We're gonna do it as a family. Galatians 6.2 says to fulfill the law of Christ by carrying one another's burdens. So we're gonna pray for each other in life groups and on Sundays, it's gonna be awesome. And then the last thing is fasting. Fasting is just laying aside something in order to love and trust God more. So that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna share more next week, but I wanna invite everyone just to stand up if you're able. And our worship team is gonna lead us in our last song. And then we're gonna fellowship in the lobby with cookies. So Lord, thank you for the new year. God, thank you that you say, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And so, Lord, we give you praise and we look to you and we come to you this morning. Amen.